okay. Okay. Everything's going to be okay on episode 159 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on October 3rd, 2021. On the podcast today, we have a man who was like, fuck Friday Night Lights, I'm going to play flag football on Saturday Night Lights. Yeah. The band was out there, so we got to play under the lights while the band practiced the same song over and over and over and over. Lucas? Okay, Andrew, provide me with some additional context. Lucas and Ian were not shocked. This was a high school band that plays for John Burroughs High School in Burbank, California. Uh, They started band practice at 2 p.m., 93 degree heat, on a Saturday. Um, At 5 p.m., they were allowed to go on a one-hour dinner break and then got back at 6 p.m. to practice until 9 p.m. for a total length of seven hours on a Saturday devoted to high school band practice. That's that's definitely more excessive than what I would expect, but but like not really by that much. Mm-hmm. That's high, high school band is com- a complete shit show nightmare of an organization and i got out of there as fast as i fucking could because jesus christ high school band directors are so goddamn intense yeah like this is the only thing that matters in the world to them and by god if there's anything else that matters to you as a student musician fuck you (laughs) especially if they're in a competition program that yeah that, that, that is intense. Mm-hmm. On a Saturday? Yeah, like, dude, like... Do our, it during the week! Why are they... Our, in high school, Saturday? in high school, Berlin's band was not good enough to compete in any band competitions. If the, if this band is compete... And, like, and it was still really bad. Uh, if this team, this school, is competing in some sort of, like, competition, like a march competition, or just, like, some sort of a musical showcase... They're going to be out there drilling tomorrow, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Why? What? Because they're fucking idiots. They, yeah. they think they're going places <laughs> with music. Like. Marching band? What are they going to do with marching band? They're band members. They're high school you band. You can't be a professional marching band. These people are like, freaks, Ryan. <laughs> they don't exist. They're I, not, what are you? There's no next level. Like, I know be that. Like college just, marching band. I'm not yeah. saying it's right. I'm There's just no saying it's the truth. There's no scholarships for college marking, marching Ooh, band. That's an extracurricular <laughs> marching band, Lucas. Not normal band. Yeah, obviously, if you're playing like in an orchestra or something like that. There's plenty of ways to go. There's no professional marching bands. Yeah, they the, just straight up don't exist. Even like even like the college marching band of like any, you know, division one college, those kids don't get paid. Yeah, they're they really don't. competitive, but there's no mm-hmm. like scholarships and shit. It's just volunteers who are like they were the best at their high school band. But and like, they, they really what's the enjoy future? it. Like that, the thing is, is that they really like it for the most part. If you're yeah. still doing this at this point in your life, you really like doing it. No one likes fucking practicing out in the California heat for seven hours. I've, it, yeah, you know, I guess UW-Madison, like the band there is 
mid, I think I can say that without causing too much controversy. But even that, that was basically a fraternity. That was a society, the people in that yeah, band. Yeah. This is high school. I mean, it's, it, picture this. It's 8.50 p.m. Mm-hmm. You're a kid that grew up in the L.A. metropolitan area, kind of in your own little secluded yeah. like area of L.A., Burbank, where you can kind of still be a kid but still have access to all the amenities of a huge city. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 8.50 p.m. You've been practicing for six hours and 50 minutes. Uh, you've, you've probably went to McDonald's for dinner because it's the only place nearby. You're covered in sweat. You've been practicing the same, like, ten seconds of a song for the last hour. Uh, and your band director is screaming, Backline! What are you doing? <laughs> you were completely out of step on that last take. Like, what? <laughs> it's a mental illness. How is that okay? Now you're we starting were all to make... in wonder. We were just like, what the fuck? Now you're starting to make me nostalgic. <laughs> wow. On the opposite end of that spectrum, I remember freshman year of high school, the only year that I did high school band. Um, I did band throughout middle school, but uh, I got chewed out by the band director for missing one of the football games because I was at a cross-country meet, and I told Mm -hmm. him, like, I'm not going to be there. I have a cross-country meet. It's like two hours away. I'm not going to make it back for the football game. And then he got really mad. And then I didn't show up because I told him I wasn't going to be there. And then I got chewed out on Monday at, like, band class. I'm like, man, I said I wasn't going to be there. I was at a cross-country meet. I have other priorities. Like, clearly, you don't take this seriously enough. And we were all kind of like, yeah, this kid's 14. He doesn't fucking care about playing the trumpet. Um, But then, a couple months later... We had a winter parade that we had to march in. Like, middle of December. It was zero degrees outside. And he said, if I see any of you pussies wearing gloves, you're fucking out of here. (laughs) And so so we all had gloves on. And then he would, like, call us out individually. Like, take those fucking gloves off. The kid next to me is crying. Because his fingers are stuck to his trumpet. His metal-ass trumpet. He's like, it hurts. It hurts, man. I'm like, I know it hurts. Just, you can do it. You're going to make it. So fucking stupid. Yeah, we were Why like, anyone like, would do that shit this is, is so dumb. child abuse, man. These kids, this is like their time to go and be a hooligan and, you know... Yeah. Oh, yeah, like band kids don't get up to ridiculous shit in high school and college. I can confirm. They can't if they're practicing for seven hours a day on the weekend. Work hard, play hard, motherfucker. Hey. Yeah, work hard during the week and then play hard on the weekends. What the no, fuck? they play hard in the week. Okay. I guarantee you every band practice room in America has had somebody get to second base for the first time in their lives in that practice room. You think I'm not, like, aware of this <laughs> concept. I'm talking about the practice. Bra- how We're talking about possi- practice. Yeah, how can you possibly play hard after working for seven hours in the middle of the heat? It's really sealing in the flavor. Like, <laughs> the, it's, it's, it's taking all of the time to play hard away. The, mm. the funniest part about all this is that 
the marching band kids are usually known as like the the not hardcore band members because some of them are also in jazz band which is the hardcore music like they're actually fucking dedicated to their craft and they're really good and also just mentally scarred there's a reason whiplash isn't about marching band let's put it like that yeah drumline is like an inspirational movie with like some fun moments whiplash is just a documentary (laughs) so yeah that was my saturday night lights experience yeah i was on the podcast today (laughs) we're still doing intros andrew clark hello oh just my name i didn't get a (laughs) i didn't get a cool intro it's just me i i i i'm sorry i've done a bad job keeping in touch what have you been up to yeah. Oh, now it's on me. Now it's on I me said, to make it's yourself, like, so. I said I've been doing a bad job keeping in touch. A man who's lost the who lost the NFC Championship for the ninth time. <laughs> Andrew Clark. Hi, I'm here and I'm sad. Do you see any of my recent transactions? On uh, what? On Madden? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh. What did you do? Oh. So, I don't know if this is podcast material, but it's kind of fun. So, at this point, I have the top 25 draft picks for next season locked down. Like, I can't possibly get any more draft picks for the next season. And I still had the top five picks for this current season. So, I I didn't want to draft in the top five. So, I just have to upgrade positions for no reason. Just because I need to get rid of these picks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm trying to get like the perfect team. I got back I got your right tackle, Cody Calloway. No, uh, my boy. I got the the right end who upgraded my defense to a ninety nine overall. Uh yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna end up getting one of my old wide receivers back, like Cam Medlock or Tony Fox. Just cause why not? Like Yeah, that's where I'm at. Damn. I think, by the way, that your guaranteed money is all taken away because it's all signing bonus. So I because ju- I I took on uh, your your right tackle Cody Callaway, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's not it's saying that I'm going to pay him just his salary next year and yeah. the year after and the year after and the yeah. year after. No, when you trade yeah. when you trade a guy, like did you not know that? In no, that- I thought that it, after the first year we would have to pay. The bonus nope. as well. And if you when you <laughs> trade in Madden, the the team that is trading away their player immediately they, they all, the all of their guaranteed. guaranteed like signing bonus money just goes into their like dead like their version of dead money. Yeah. Um and the team that is getting the player is just getting their salary. Yeah. And I have a lot of players where I gave them all salary and no guaranteed money, so I can just trade them away basically for free and yeah. get players at half price that are under contract for the next five seasons. And most teams have a bunch of cap space, so they kind of don't care. Yeah. They'll just eat it. And it's great. I'm just going to be the perfect team. <laughs> I'm fun. Andrew and I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like there's something that I'm forgetting to tell you guys that happened to me recently that's funny. 
but uh, my mind is blanking. So maybe it was just really traumatizing. <laughs> What's the difference? Oh. Wap, 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 wap. And then last but not yes. least, I'm Lucas DeRyder, a man who has binged two different shows this past week, and I'm excited to talk about both of them today. Mm. But before I, that... I'm going to have to hop off before you guys talk about Squid Game. <laughs> Yeah, we can put that in the very end. Did you watch any episodes of Squid Game? No, because Jade decided okay, that she wanted it. to watch it with me, and so now we have to kind of align our schedules. What are you doing next Saturday? Uh, I don't know. Because yeah, that could just Angel, be... I think me and Angel watched seven episodes of Squid Game yesterday. Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's a bingeable show, man. <laughs> it was just our Saturday. Also, the second to last episode's only a half hour for some reason. Oh, I didn't even. All the other episodes that, are like huh? a full hour. Oh, they're not even and like. And then there's one episode. Minutes. Yeah, it's not even like 45. It's like a literal hour. And then the second to last episode, I remember because I had to pause it, and I was like, "Wait, this one's half the length of all the other ones for whatever reason." So, but yeah, most of them it's a full hour. So we that was our yesterday it was just binging. Yeah, Squid Game it was pretty great. Fuck yeah! Just have a Squid Game day is what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess, so we'll do that at the very end. Squid Game Talk. Looking forward to that. You know what I'm not looking forward to? What? The quarterly anime review that Lucas didn't hide from us. Oh, no. (laughs) We didn't remember. It's in the planning doc. Are Are we doing it now? Might as well. Yeah, we brought it up. Still, still going. Jesus. Once again, Lucas is the editor of this podcast. For anyone who isn't aware, but he still likes to play the music directly into the mic for your audio satisfaction. I think it adds to the charm of Lucas's anime corner. Is it going to be that quiet? It's really yeah. quiet for me. Yeah, it was I can really boost quiet it for me too. I can boost yeah. it a little bit. Maybe replace it. I don't know. We'll see how it plays. We'll see how it plays in editing. But yeah, Lucas's Anime Quarter, talking about everything that released in Q3 of this year. This is the summer anime season. (laughs) First sentence. Not very good. Not a lot going on. I think this is two in a row. I think this is two in a row that you've said that exact sentence. It's definitely two in a row, and I think it might be three out of the last four. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ryan, you work in TV. You can... You can be up front and say, yeah, spring not, not like the, not, not the heavy hitter quarter. I don't know, man. Traditionally summer, but like now that streamers exist, they just constantly release shows (laughs) every week. There's 10 new shows. So I don't know if that's how it works with anime. Oh, very much now. It's starting to get there. Starting to get there with the Netflix and stuff. Crunchyroll. Oh no, they are beholden to Japanese broadcasters. Not Crunchyroll. <laughs> uh, although, yeah, I guess that should maybe be where I start. Um, the merger, or I'm sorry, the acquisition of Crunchyroll by Sony happened this past quarter. Uh, so now they own both Crunchyroll and Funimation. Um, it's not great. It's not great for the industry. And the only, like, fresh competitors we have to come up are, like, fucking, what was it, Anime 2 or some shit? Yeah. 
Not but great. if there's no competition in anime, then they'll keep making the same kinds of stories, unlike what they've been doing. <laughs> oh, it's frustrating. Um, which is my feelings towards the second season of B Stars, which yeah. uh, good melodrama, good horny teenagers that are anthropomorphized animals and aren't sure if they want to fuck each other or eat each other but yeah not 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 a great narrative arc there uh i did find out though that the the man who makes the grappler baki series is the father of the woman who makes the b star series and that just makes all the sense in the world of course. They, they, both father and daughter make stories about horny teenagers. I, horny teenage animals, I'm guessing? Uh, no. Like, well, there's an underlying theme in both Grappler Baki and Beastars that, like, hey, fighting and fucking, basically the same thing. Wow. Yo. Yeah. How the Mighty Have Fallen, Beastars was like your... Your jam, man. Season one was really fucking good. God damn it. Yeah, you were you were really fighting for that one. Oh, is is B stars the uh, the final space of anime? I was, I was gonna ask if it's the Westworld of anime. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd fight that. Disagree. I'd fight that one. Um, I don't know. It's my understanding season three has a has a comeback. Like the material that's up to be adapted is a lot better than the what was adapted in this season. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I'm sure it'll get picked up. Um, so I wrote this on uh, Friday, uh, and in my notes I'm saying that I don't have much of an opinion on the new season of Baki. Uh, that's a lie now. I watched all of it between Friday and Saturday. Um, really good, dumb bullshit. The setup to this season is that uh, Baki wants to fight the strongest man in America, Biscuit Oliver, who is willfully imprisoned in in an Arizona state prison. Uh, He can come and go whenever he wants, but he just, like, lives there, basically. So to get into Arizona state prison to challenge this guy, he kidnaps current president George W. Bush while he's doing, like, the Kennedy drive where Kennedy was assassinated to show... Well, no, as just, like, a, pl- a publicity stunt. And then the season just gets more insane from there. Uh, at one point, a man turns himself into an actual ball, a la Samus from Metroid. It's fun. It's weird. This is- this is a Japanese show. Yeah. They, like, familiar with the intimate details of the John F. Kennedy assassination? Are we really that culturally hegemonic? That, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. the president getting assassinated, they know, like, all the details of it? That's kind oh, of yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, all pop culture in the world kind of is beholden to American pop culture for some fucking reason, so. Doesn't that, like, predate that, though, a little bit? Like, the globalization of all that stuff? The, the JFK assassination? That's, like, early 60s. Yeah, but, like, the JFK assassination is still, like, very yeah. much in America's zeitgeist. 
or well okay to put it another way this series is just kind of very conscious of world events um because a discount Che Guevara is in this and is one of the five strongest men in the world. Is it actually Che Guevara or is it a, just a guy that looks like Che Guevara? I think it's canonically his son, Che Guevara. Like, schlockiness is one thing, yeah. but it starts to get disrespectful when you start involving real. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about events. disrespectful? Mike Tyson is in this season. They can't call him Mike Tyson. He is Iron Michael. But he, no, he is just hanging out in prison. That doesn't sound that bad. Iron, in Iron, Iron, fucking Iron Mike is Mike Tyson, though. Yeah. Oh, also, he's not allowed to have the face tattoo, I guess. Mike yeah, Tyson. That's copyright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though, though, there was a lot of shit with uh, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm really excited for the next season of Baki as well because my favorite character from the series, uh, Pickles the Caveman, is about to show up, and he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds great. Oh yeah. Salt of the earth, Pickles. Uh, Kentaro Miura, the author behind the Berserk manga, passed away this quarter. Uh, the final chapter that he made for the series also released and was just absolutely emotionally devastating. It one of the few shreds of hope for the characters in this series is just painfully ripped away in oh just it hurt it hurt on a guttural level I don't think I want them to continue it like I'm, I'm fine if it just ends here but do you think they're going to I I have no clue, honestly. I'm not familiar enough with how Japanese copyright law works that if the rights to this go to the publisher now or to his family or who has the impetus to make this decision. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. Hmm. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 8, Jojolian ended. Are there plot holes? Yes. Do I care? No. I'm sure it's still excellent television. It was a manga. Oh. It was an excellent manga. I thought this was the anime corner. I you got to broaden the... it a little bit. Wow, combining anime and manga, two very distinct and not at all identical art forms. I mean, if you want to hash out the details of this on our own time, I am more than happy to. But before then, I got to talk about Tatsuki Fujimoto releasing a one-shot titled Look Back that perfectly captures what it's like to have any kind of creative ambition. And it struck a chord with me. Very, very good, thoughtful series from the author of Chainsaw Man. Uh, quick side note, Jujutsu Kaisen is probably the most woke manga running in Shonen Jump right now, and I love it. A uh, new character they introduced, his entire motivation is just the shortcomings of the Japanese criminal justice system. I think that's rad. I think that's fun to have a defense attorney just go ape shit. That's great. Uh, and then Dan to Dan started releasing in Shonen Jump and is still weird. I'm enjoying it. I got a question for you. Bring it. Okay, first off, you uh, you left out one one manga that I know that you're enjoying. Uh, Sweat and Soap, which I saw on your Twitter timeline today, um, which looks like just straight up hentai. 
Actually, I haven't read that one yet. It's on the list, but I've, no, heard great things. I think uh, the publication I've written for, Anime Feminist, had a great cover of it, and it just seems like a, yeah, very kink-positive romance series. I know what that means. <laughs> I know what kink-positive manga means. <laughs> That's hentai. Um, okay, but actual real question for you. You talked a lot about Chainsaw Man as you were reading it. Like, you talked about it like every single week because you yeah. loved it that much is chainsaw man your fa- favorite manga ever is it close is it like not even close uh it's certainly the most emotionally affecting manga i've ever read uh re- ever read there we go and it Lucas yeah. almost outed himself as the author of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> um and yeah it's definitely i don't know i i feel like i've (sighs) chainsaw man is a manga that was made specifically for me it almost feels like so yes and that way it is probably my favorite but i i don't know one piece is really fucking good yeah Hmm. but no probably yes chainsaw man is my favorite manga oh okay i thought you were going to end that with saying that one piece was no one piece is problematic oh oh man yeah yeah we're not gonna talk about anything problematic in news of the week though are we probably not oh so okay uh what do we got up first here been a minute since i typed this The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is also suing Activision Blizzard, and the company is settled immediately for $18 million. Uh, Though he's not paying for it personally, this settlement is roughly 12% of CEO Bobby Kotick's $154 million total compensation in 2021. That's obscene. (laughs) That's so much fucking money. Yeah. Oh, it is nothing. It is... Oh, God, what's the line? What's the line making the rounds on social media? I, if the penalty for breaking a law is a fine, then it's only a penalty for poor people. Yeah. It's only a law for poor people. Yeah. Fucking hell. You were more cynical about this whole situation than I was last week, Andrew, but I think I'm getting there. Yeah. Hmm. Genshin Impact players are so upset about the supposed lack of content in the game's anniversary event that they've started complaining about the game in reviews for other apps. But what? They, they added Aloy. Is that not enough content for them? I saw that, and I debated sending that to you. Andrew, what's <laughs> it like that your favorite female protagonist in video games is now a waifu? I refuse to watch any of it. No? I just, I, I get uh, targeted ads mm-hmm. for Genshin Impact now because of Horizon Zero Dawn content being in it, which I fucking hate, but mm-hmm. I, I refuse to watch it. I, I don't want to have any any sort of knowledge as to what they did to, to my girl. Um, I... That being said, I forgot to tell you this. A couple weeks ago on the podcast, we talked about that weird lawsuit over the super sexualized uh, child uh, yeah. like statues yeah, I remember that like, yeah uh, like all that kind of stuff like the anime big titty 
thousand-year-old uh, dragons, but definitely mod- modeled to be a twelve-year-old girl. Uh huh. Guess what? Andrew's uh, YouTube targeted, uh, not targeted ads. Um, have you ever like scrolled through YouTube on your phone and there's like uh, like single screenshot like memes or um, like advertisements for a product or whatever? Yeah. That's fucking all over the place on my YouTube now. <laughs> like, the next day, I saw, like, at least two of them, and I've seen dozens since. I fucking you, hate this shit. Did you mm. click on the link to that article? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that must have been what did it. it. Uh-huh. And it, it probably heard me say the words, like, anime waifu statue. And then, now it's all over the place. Yeah. Game, set, match. Did you recognize any of them in the no, ads even? I don't, no. I don't know. I don't know who they are. Wow. Okay. Uh anime what anime Aloy is definitely gonna be a figurine. That's actually shit, that might be your Christmas gift this year. No. Huh? Oh. I mean like I please don't. <laughs> um what do we have next? Uh, Sony is buying Bluepoint, the studio behind the Shadow of the Colossus and Demon's Souls remake. Uh, although its next title will be an original project. There's a typo in there by me. I apologize for that. <laughs> and all the listeners would have known. Yeah. Really working on that. It's it's uh, conundrum, huh? This yeah. man don't even use commas and apostrophes and punctuation correctly. Let's all point and laugh. I don't... Uh, I feel weird bringing this up, but there is a non-zero chance that I have some minor form of dyslexia, and, like, the evidence for that just builds every day. Dyslexia is a spectrum. We all got it a little bit. Yeah. I was did. That was just a conversation I had with my mom, I think, either coming back from college or visiting, like, the first Christmas after college. And we were just talking, and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, still having a hard time keeping my left from my right without, like, having to consciously think about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, haha, that's a thing you've dealt with forever, as far as I can remember. And she responded with, yeah, I think it's because I have dyslexia, and that's probably why you can't spell either. Okay. I don't think that either of those things are dyslexia. <laughs> I think you guys need to speak to medical professionals. Probably. <laughs> or just laziness. Yeah. And why, why chalk anything up to illness that can be chalked up to human laziness? No, absolutely. Like, uh, it... What's the point of keeping it high and tight when you don't have to? <laughs> like, If your mom was forced on life or death circumstances... To tell her left from her right, she could do it. Like, might be rough, but she'd figure it out. If you were forced to write a spelling, like, a, a spelling error-free paragraph, life or death, a la Squid Game, you could do it. I mean, what's the paragraph? Oh, boy. You can analyze literally every word and make sure it's spelled correctly in exquisite detail. You really don't think you could pull it off. Mm. Wow. Mm. I'm I'm starting to become a ludite. Uh, spell check <laughs> is actually causing problems. <laughs> ah! 
Ian did that shit too, where he would just like write so randomly all over the place and just be like, ah, spell check will get it. <laughs> Boy. But that's causing the problem, you realize. Do you do you guys have like particular words that your brain just refuses to remember how to spell? Absolutely. Like I I have like maybe one or two. The biggest one is definitely restaurant. <laughs> I think I've spelled restaurant incorrectly every single time I've written it down. That's like the only one though. I don't I don't have a a spelling word problem. I and I don't really let myself just let everything go to spell check the way that you're saying Ian does. But fucking A, my brain just cannot get restaurant out correctly. I okay, I'm putting myself on the line here. Oh boy. R E S T U R A N T? No. You missed an A. Where? R E S T A U R A N T. Restaur Ant. Weird. Do you want to play restaurant? <laughs> Please, won't you play restaurant? Um, no, I don't have any of those words. I have words that I type wrong. Because, oh. like, my muscle memory always puts, like, different letters than should be. But that's, like, when I'm, like, literally typing it, like, full speed, 70 words per minute type shit. So. Hmm. But, yeah, if you, if, we should do a spelling bee. Oh, God. Podcast spelling bee. I can the quarantine immediately. Cast. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I deserve to suffer. Um. Bandai Namco is switching to a new logo. It sucks. We don't have to have a big conversation about this. I just want it on public record. <laughs> Seems like a weird thing to be mad about. Ryan, it sucks. I, I'm looking at it. It's, it's not that bad. It's not good, but... Both, both logos look unpleasant. And then last but not least for video game news... IGN's Best Video Game of All Time competition, brought to you by Hulu Live TV, names God of War 2018 as the best video game ever. Look, we all knew it. <laughs> Who is it up against in the finals? GTA, GTA 5. 5. Mm, see, that, that, that one probably gets my vote. <laughs> yeah. Like, it... God of War 2018 beat out some legitimately good games that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I don't know why I can't zoom in on this. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to zoom in. The picture's right. giving me issues. It beat Skyrim. It beat Portal 2. <laughs> um, and then it also beat StarCraft, but like, I don't care about that. Um, we should do our own. We should definitely use this bracket and oh, do our own tournament. Yeah. The, there were... like. A couple in there though that were just like absolute horseshit like apex legends beat out super metroid and rise of the tomb raider like the 2016 or 2017 game beat out half-life 2 um they also had pokemon yellow as the only pokemon entry and that's not even the best pokemon game Wow, GTA San Andreas went really far. Yeah. Yeah. And then lost to God of War 2018. I, I would have had GTA San Andreas losing in the first round. I mean, I'm biased. I love Mario Kart 8, but damn. I 
Is Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare the best Call of Duty, even? No. It's the, like, yeah. traditionalist it's, favorite, it's, because it's, it's it most revolutionized yeah. gaming. Yeah. yeah, like, in terms of impact, yeah, probably, it's, but, like... In the... In the uh, I don't even know how to phrase this, but like it's the greatest Call of Duty in the terms of like it's the the most important Call forward. of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the the leap from Call of Duty three to Call of Duty four was literally ten times larger than any of the other improvements in the FPS genre. Like it literally defined the genre for sure. Like, but yeah, I mean the the series probably peaked creatively between Modern Warfare two and Black Ops two, just depending on personal tastes like i and speaking of personal tastes uh dark souls losing to batman arkham city is just fundamentally weird to me because we never we never compare any games to batman arkham city but every game is compared to dark souls that's yeah, yeah. Bat- batman arkham city also beat out like the first pokemon game mm-hmm. and super mario 64 <laughs> <laughs> Just really classic, important, like well loved video games. Yeah. Regardless of your opinion on them. Do you think Portal 2 fans got really mad and started voting for God of War or something? Like, what happened? Why did God of War get almost 80% of the vote against Portal 2? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Portal 2 is a universally beloved game. Like, no one doesn't like Portal 2. I, I think because most of the voters in this were like 14, and it's like, this is a game about masculinity. I'm into it. Portal 2, like, has plenty of touches on this. Like, fucking Cave Johnson, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking masculine legend. Well, but is he is he buff? Does he say boy a lot? When I life gives you be. lemons... <laughs> You turn the you genetically engineer yeah, yeah. those lemons and then burn your house down with the lemons. With the lemons. I don't want these. What am I gonna do with these lemons? Make life take the lemons back. Demand to speak to life's manager. Burn life's house down with the lemons. With the lemons. I'm gonna genetically engineer these lemons to burn your house down. You make life through the day. You give Cave Johnson lemons. Fucking Tetris. Our poor boy had no chance, man. <laughs> no. Who the fuck is gonna vote Tetris into like the end? That's fucking brutal. Uh, Hades. I feel like that's a- that's weird. Wait, Metroid Prime and Super Metroid were in the same bracket. Yeah. yeah. Super Metroid got Wait. beat by Apex Legends, but then Metroid Prime beat Hades. <laughs> what? This yeah. is, it's, I, I was also going to point out that Bloodborne and Dark Souls are both in this competition, and, like, I feel like you should just do one. Super Mario World got beat out by Smash. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The Last of Us got beat out by Smash. No, it didn't. Last of Us. Oh, won. you're right. It did. Last of Us beat Smash. And then lost to GTA Last of Us 5. had a fucking tough draw. It did. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Last of Us was an eight seed. Damn. That's uh, disrespectful. That's gonna be my own bias, I guess. Yeah. Like that. That felt like at least a three seed, man. That's a big one. G- yeah, GTA Five is a four seed. Are you fucking kidding me? Um. That's, that's some bullshit. What was? 
GTA 5, or what was GTA San Andreas? Like, what seed was that? I can't even read uh, that. Nine seed. Nine or seed. an eight seed. Eight seed, okay. Yeah, it was the eight nine against Mario Kart 8. Wait, Ultimate was a 14 seed? 16. Oh, God. Ultimate was apparently uh, barely made the list. What do you think happens if uh, Red Dead Redemption gets a couple more votes and beats out GTA San Andreas? I think it goes all the way. I think it wins. I could see people Uh. like traditionalists voting for Fallout over it because they're more more apples to apples. Apparently there weren't that many traditionalists here because God of War 2018 won. Cod Cod Four, I feel like, is the example of a a traditionalist kind of stomping on new age stuff. I think I texted like Cod Cod Four. There's no 14 year olds that played Cod Four. No, that game is literally 13 years old now. <laughs> I think, and it's all multiplayer. Either that, or there are a lot of really fucked up 14 year olds that are voting for Cod Four. <laughs> I think I don't know, Andrew. I after the results of this came out, I think I texted you something to the effect of, "Okay, I'm gonna stop caring about like if my creative projects are widely popular because clearly I don't understand most people if these if this is how this competition shakes out." I mean, it's it's definitely sample bias. Like the kinds of people you you have to. This is not like a survey done by every single gamer in the world. First mm-hmm. off, these people have to follow IGN on Twitter. That is a right. subsection of people that, one, have to like IGN and video games, and two, have to have Twitter. <laughs> uh, then you have people that care enough about this list to actually go and vote on it, which is also another subset of people. I didn't fucking vote on any of this shit. No. I don't care enough about it to go and vote myself. Um so there's only a very specific kind of person that is even voting on this entire bracket. And there's somewhere along the line a really strong cross-section between people that care enough about IGN and video games to vote on their bracket on Twitter and people that really like God of War 2018. This isn't the census. Do I put an optimist spin on this and say that wow, this is such a different result than what I would expect and just goes to show how broad and diverse a community games are today, and that's fantastic. Do I do that? No. Wait you a second, did this, about it. did this list not even have a Final Fantasy on here? Yeah, it had Final Fantasy VII. It got bounced in the first round to Breath of the Wild. Zelda, Breath of the Wild. That's a crazy It's matchup. pretty rough seeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah to put fair, Final yeah. Fantasy VII as a 15 seed is pretty rough. Yeah. I feel like that could definitely belong in a single-digit seed. But yeah, honestly, like God of War could have totally lost to StarCraft and it wouldn't have been a travesty. Mm-hmm. Should have 100% lost to Portal 2. <laughs> should have 100% lost to Skyrim. And I don't even like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably should have <laughs> yeah. lost to Witcher 3. <laughs> I've never played Witcher 3, but I'm... Yeah, no, it definitely should have sure lost to Witcher lost 3. To like, I mean, you're a fan of Witcher 3, so you're going to be biased, but yeah. Yeah, but it is also... I don't know. San Andreas is an easy draw. Like, I'd argue that you could absolutely make a strong argument against San Andreas, but then absolutely should have lost to GTA 5. Like, mm-hmm. it, it should have lost more of its matchups than it won, so... That's just the it's grit. Not even like That's a... just the grit of God of War 2018. <laughs> it showed a lot of heart like out those... there. 
It's not even like one of those March Madness things where it just got good draws and managed mm-hmm. to make it and then just, you know, got lucky. It made a lot of adjustments out just... there. Really, really took the game plan into consideration. <laughs> played to their strengths, exploited the weaknesses, probed early in the game, yeah. found out what they needed to do. Some calls went their way. Yeah. Corey... You know, at the end of the day, the threes were falling, and, like, that's what that's what happens. That's how upsets are born, like... Yeah, really a testament to Corey Balrog's... Uh, wait, no, I'm sorry, that's Corey Bal- Barlog's? I think it's Disappointingly. Balrog. I think it's Balrog. No, I don't think it, oh, it's... Oh, it's Barlog. Like, it's Barlog. That's what it is. It's not the cool one. Yeah. Really a testament to his coaching, uh, making some great last-minute plays. Play calling. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Well... Anyway, this is what I was, like, disturbed by, (laughs) that I, as a gamer, like, apparently have very little in common with most gamers, or the gamers filling this out, at least. We're not going to talk about games anymore. We're going to talk about television. What's going on with the boys? Uh, the Boys has a spinoff show that was in development, but is now official. It is greenlit and yeah. forward. Uh, the spinoff show is going to follow um, <laughs> superheroes going to superhero college. Jesus Christ. The untitled Boys spinoff is described as an irreverent R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. This is... So it's going to be, like, a direct parallel of, like, college athletics, Mm -hmm. but also, yeah, like, raunchy college shows, but also, like, the boys. This is going to be so fucked. (laughs) As, yeah. be- as like disturbing and over the top as the boys is this is going to cause physical and emotional pain this is gonna be bad and i'm so fucking excited i do wonder though if i don't know what i think what makes the boys appealing to me is that the fact that this is a superhero show but the leads are very they're not superheroes is what makes it so appealing to me, at least. I do wonder if this spinoff is starting to get uh, far away from that. That's not what makes it appealing for me. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> Honestly. Fair. Like, yeah, I do like the boys, but, like, yeah, by and large, the framing device is what's mm-hmm. selling the show for me. So The world of, I'm like, in. final stage capitalism mixed with yeah. literal uh, superior beings and the, the shit that goes on because of that. That's, that's what makes mm-hmm. the boys good. When they first announced, like, the concept of having contracts and stuff with, what's his name, the Cleveland guy, who ends up getting disavowed yeah. oh, by Scientology. Um, it's I, e- Falcon. Some, yeah, no, it's, it's not Falcon, obviously. It's it's not Falcon. Like, yeah. Something Archer. Archer? Yeah. Is it just Archer? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be um, funny if it was Archer. But yeah, like, when he first announces, like, the, like, concept of getting superhero contracts and stuff like that and, like, fighting for the scraps, you know, like... That's that was like really intriguing. So the fact that they're now exploring that with the lens of like unpaid college athletics is pretty oh. golden. It reminds me a lot of um, fucking what's it called? Uh, call me no. Uh, sorry to bother you. Oh, when okay. They, when they start drawing into those parallels, it is just like oh shit. Mm. This is this is good shit. I love it. So, oh, his yeah. name is just Eagle, by the way. 
Eagle. Eagle. Yeah. Eagle the I knew Archer. it was a God. No, I knew mm, I knew something Archer would have been too good for uh too good for the superheroes in this show. None of them have good names and that's that's a part of the point. Okay. Starlight's okay. Black Noir. Maybe, all right. Maybe that's also part of the point. Black Noir, that's No, Black Noir's a terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking so shitty. Black Black. <laughs> it's a leaning into it that, okay with who black exactly what we're is, saying. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic like a lot of yeah, these names we are, love it yeah no it's great but it is shit. yeah <laughs> i feel like yeah the only one that's not a joke is starlight where yeah. it's just like no nah, she's just that's what she does <laughs> like she could actually be in a comic book and mm-hmm. people wouldn't laugh her out of the room like right all the other ones yeah it's pretty fucking bad <laughs> Translucent doesn't mean invisible. It means semi-transparent. And then last but not least in film, director Chris Columbus has stepped away from the Five Nights at Freddy's project as multiple script rewrites have failed to appease conservative game developer Scott Cawthorn. Cawthorn. I I don't know how to pronounce that name. It's Cawthorn. Damn. I want to learn. So the movie's dead. Hopefully. Yeah, if, if if Blumhouse is just like straight up throwing their hands up and like fuck it, then yeah, I don't, that movie's dead. By the way, like uh, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. I heard you talking, and I assumed you were talking about Madison Cawthorn. Oh, he's just Cawthon. Yeah, Scott Cawthon. Yes, the video game developer who's like, yeah, I give money to Republican candidates, but you know. I'm cool with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. He sucks. Also, is there any reason for a Five Nights at Freddy's movie after that uh, Nicolas Cage movie came out? Andrew, you were telling me about that one. Um, it... The Nicolas Cage movie was not an actual Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Um, I I never saw it. I, Mm -hmm. I heard a lot of mixed reviews. Um, but like, yeah, I think that was kind of the whole, the whole concept of that. It was that like, it was 100% just five nights at Freddy's. Yeah. You like Nicholas Cage, like played a short term, like janitor or whatever at Willie's Funland or whatever the fuck it was called where the animatronics come to life and try to eat people at night. So yeah. And also apparently doesn't say like a word the whole fucking movie. <laughs> spectacular Hmm. all right on that note i think we're gonna take a short break and then talk about some memes because we got a few Have you guys seen this shit with Grimes? Yeah. She's like posing for pictures, reading marks. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, because she left the richest man in the world, so she's one of us again. Yeah, but she's living 
with Elon Musk still. Yep. They're like cohabitating. And also definitely staged that photo op of her walking down the street yeah, no. in her like weird uh, steampunk armor reading a brand new copy of the Communist <laughs> Manifesto. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> I, it... Fuck. Yeah. Andrew, let's talk about Drake. Oh my god. Have you guys seen <laughs> this shit? People just dunking on Drake all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic cuz Drake is fucking whack. <laughs> like and the, and that's the thing. Like Drake the kind of guy that floats through the air when he smells delicious pie. <laughs> Drake the kind of guy to say me 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 when he snores. <laughs> I was Donda just so bad that we were no, all like not wrong, wrong. No no no. <laughs> Listen to where I'm going with this. Was Donda just so bad that we all kind of decided, yeah, we gotta lay off Kanye now. This feels like punching down. So all that energy just went to making fun of Drake. I don't know. Drake's no. always been yeah. a bit of a punching bag. That's for... fair. Drake's been pretty cringe yeah. for the last couple of albums, just making completely bogus shit. And then also, yeah, right. recently, just getting so fucking weird. There was a video that went viral of him. I think it was from a long time ago, but it like kind of resurfaced at like a party, and he got asked like it was a frat. Like who, do you know? who he knew at the party, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm Drake." <laughs> and, and, I think it was basically like, "Who invited you?" And he was like, "Me, I'm Drake." And it was just like, "Bro, ah, uh, ah, uh, the fucking cringe, man. This is brutal." And he does that shit all the time. He like literally goes into NBA locker rooms and stuff, and people are like, "You literally are just not allowed here." Man. Yeah, Drake just thinks <laughs> he can like, get what? fucking go I'm Drake. Everywhere. Yeah. What you're so. telling? What you're telling me? A maybe pedophile can't read social cues? What? <laughs> uh, Drake. Uh, yeah, he posted the the sweater pic a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I think that was the the beginning of the end of what was left of his clout. <laughs> Is this just the fate of all celebrities now? Eventually, you're just going to become so detached from society that you're off the pedestal you're just somebody we make fun of now there's no there shouldn't be a pedestal right we should make fun of all celebrities yes hmm. they're detached they're from all society rich off of our backs yeah. like they should all be punching pegs that's the point that's literally the price mm-hmm. and then when they complain about it i literally just like want to be like all right then give it all back don't be famous anymore like yeah not even don't be famous anymore like all of your lifelong earnings give them right back man that comes with it (laughs) is this what you wanted then like you're allowed to give it back no one's gonna stop you (sighs) yeah oh boy rip drake Rip him hard. Boy. <laughs> Ripping in the tear. We are going into the breakouts. 
I kind of did all of mine. Andrew, what have what you been checking out? How is Deathloop? Um, I actually stopped playing Deathloop because I decided... Oh. To, well, I decided, like, I was... I was already so into Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. And then I played a couple of hours of Deathloop. I'm like, I can't just keep switching back and forth. So I decided I'm going to play Ghost of Tsushima pretty hard, uh, finish that game, and then I'll go back and actually play Deathloop. And I'm loving Ghost of Tsushima. Like, the game is okay. the game is great. It's so fun to play. Like, it's designed super well. Uh, one thing I'll say is that um, I had talked last week about how they had kind of not they didn't dive deep enough into some of the like more like meaningful and interesting stories that mm-hmm. some of these characters had they're doing that now it's just okay a thing that happens <laughs> later um but then so i got into the second chapter of the game there's three chapters kind of the second chapter the area is much more difficult there's a lot of stronger enemies different enemy types and so I decided, man, I really need to upgrade my shit. I don't, I didn't want to really grind in this game, but I just need to, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the best armor yeah. so I can take a little bit more damage and not just fucking die instantly every time I walk into a Mongol camp. So that required me to go through like 10 different villages throughout the island, liberate them, rescue all the, the villagers, and then they would give me each one of them a key, a piece to a puzzle that'll unlock this legendary hero's armor, Gosaku. He's fucking protector of the farms, has this awesome-ass armor. Like, his whole legend is, yeah, he was a peasant who found samurai armor, and then, like, the ghost of the samurai protected him, so all the, like, blows just bounced off of the armor. And I finally got the armor. And it's worse than the armor that I had already. (laughs) Gosaku, the people's champion, is full of shit? Yeah, no, absolutely full of horse shit. Like, it's pretty good armor. But I already had, apparently, the best armor. Which is just armor that you get pretty early in the game, but then I just spent a ton of fucking money to upgrade it. Are you... Are you still going, like, straight honor, like, walking up to encampments and challenging people, or have you gotten to the... As much as I can. There is a couple of times where you literally have to sneak, because it's like, oh, if they spot you, they'll execute the hostage, so you you have to be... You have to be sneaky. Um, But also, like, like one of the main goals of this part of the chapter is to go get your family's armor back, and I'm like... Mm -hmm. 50% 50% certain it's not going to be as good as the armor that I already have. Oh, um, no. But, yeah, like, it's... I forget what the word is. We talked about it on the podcast a really long time ago. It's a fancy, stupid word that people that try to show how smart they are say about, like, the difference between what's happening in the game and what's happening in the narrative. Ludonarrative dissonance. Yeah. There's a little bit of that because it's a game that gives you the choice between just straight up fighting like a samurai and sneaking around like a ninja yeah but everywhere you go your uncle is like just talking shit to you about how you're like fighting without honor and sneaking around and stabbing people in the back i'm like man that's like so that's such a small piece of what i'm doing i'm really not doing it that much (laughs) maybe maybe that's the point 
Maybe the samurai system is fundamentally broken if you can never be honorable enough. Maybe the standard you're held to is bogus. Yeah, I mean, that that is, like, kind of the whole theme of the game is that war brings out the worst in you and, like, makes you compromise your beliefs and stuff. So it's uh-huh. like, oh, man, uh, this this Mongol invasion is forcing me to act without honor and to sneak around like a common thief and stab people in the back. That's not cool. But, like, everyone knows it's necessary. Right. But also, I'm not doing it that much. Because <laughs> that's it's not fun. The sneaking in the game is, like, it's just not fun to walk up to someone and press the kill button and they just mm-hmm. instantly die like Assassin's Creed. Like, the the actual combat in the game is really, really good. But that's cool. where I'm at. Not checking Ryan, out anything what are you, else. Fair. Ryan, what are you checking out? Uh, it's all Squid Game for me, I think. Okay. Um, still watching What We Do in the Shadows with you. Uh, I didn't watch this week's episode of Impeachment yet. Um, you know, what we do in the shadows had some great moments. I, it, as always, I, I, Andrew. I don't know how to explain how great it is that what we do in the shadows paid off a joke they set up like a season and a half ago. Okay, at least it might have been two full seasons at this God, point. God, yeah. Like that was, I think that was middle of the first episode because we we said Andrew, you've got to get to the Baron episode. And I think you did, Andrew, mm-hmm. and you were like, I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the Baron episode, they bury him, and his eyes are open. Like They open up like at the last second, and then they continue burying him. They brought him back just two years later, and they were like, and now the Baron's alive. <laughs> He's living his best life, honestly. Yeah, the Baron's a pretty chill guy. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how he got to such a position of power. He really doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't strike you as a power-hungry dude. He's just kind of <laughs> living the dream, man. Yeah. Um, also, I think I mentioned uh, in the previous podcast that there was a the payoff to a joke was that this hellhound was just like a good boy golden retriever. No, it is an actual hellhound. That, no, it's yeah, it's a hellhound that looks like a golden retriever. It, that, that thing breathes fire. That, no. it, and the vampires were one hundred percent correct. Yes, and Guillermo was the one that was like, "It's just a good boy." And, but yeah, no, don't test a vampire's knowledge of uh, the supernatural. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 pretty fucking golden, man. <laughs> My I was sad because with the um what's it called? Uh the sire being a horrific monstrosity mm-hmm. and then the Baron coming back to remind you that like the Baron is also like an old vampire or whatever, and so he looks fucking freakish. Yeah. Like how long before our cast starts to get right? freaky? Like Nandor's Nandor's getting up there, you know? Nandor's like eight hundred years old. Yeah. Like how how long is it in vampire terms before you're, you're you're like a weird skeleton vampire thing? Maybe maybe like, it's a thing you choose. Like maybe you can oh separate yourself from your humanity and become more powerful, but also look grotesque. No, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. Never know. I Nandor Nandor was also pretty peak this episode. I don't know if we've seen many episodes where Nandor is 
entirely on the back foot. <laughs> but no. he was... He, he, this entire episode, he thought he fucked up and he was not taking it well. He is not used to being just in the wrong and having to be held accountable. His press conference with vampire <laughs> bloggers. He's just like, uh, there's a plan in place. We will recapture the Baron. We apologize for this misstep. Oh, man. Uh. Good shit. So, should I leave while you guys talk about Squid Game? I mean, we can talk around it. We, we, we can, like, express our love for this show without getting super into spoilers and go full blast next week. Is Andrew going to finish it Almost this week? certainly not. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Andrew's going to be done for at least a couple weeks. I don't... <sighs> It's all, It's nine episodes. It's nine, nine hour-long episodes. Yeah, that's a lot for one, Andrew. You can knock out four of those in a night. I'm not uh, strong I, like you guys. I don't know. What do you want to do, Andrew? Yeah, yeah no, I'm I, just I gonna, I'll just hop off. You. Like, talk okay. about Squid Game. Like, that's what the podcast is for. Talking about pop culture, pop culture shit as it's happening. So. Uh, and then I we send you a message for the sign off, or are you? No, I'll I'll stop recording. This is where our paths and end. I'll stop recording. Wow. I'll hop off. If you want me to hop on later, I'll do that. Uh, it's not a big deal. That fair? This feels like a big deal. I don't know. This feels different. <laughs> feels like we're gonna. Boot. It's Exclude gonna be like a Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. I just don't want spoilers. Like that's it. I, no, I know, but the the whole I'm gonna stop my recording and just leave. It feels like a Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, like. I hope that one day I boot up the podcast and you're just not there and you're off to do better things. Are you, I, uh, Andrew, you're familiar with like the setup of Squid Game at this point, right? I mean, like the very basic concept of like there's a bunch of people, like several hundred people, competing in some sort of weird games, and that it either it's like the last man standing or like the games just are deadly. And, like, whoever wins gets, like, a couple, like, like a ton of fucking money. And that it's Mm -hmm. some crazy person running it that's basing it off of games he played as a kid. I think that's what I know about it. That's plenty. That's That's a lot more than I knew. (laughs) Yeah, that's more than what I knew going in. And uh, capital R recommended. Is that fair, Ryan? Yeah. It will be on our top tens. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank you for joining us, Andrew. We will go off for a little bit now. Uh, cool. <laughs> took him a while to leave. Uh, I didn't know if I froze up for a second. Um, yeah, me too. I think we have to start with the conversation we had about this in real life, where our favorite part in the show is when... <laughs> The old man who looks like he has been an old man for about 30 years is just having the time of his life as everyone else is literally paralyzed in fear. Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely was a solid... I mean, I kind of knew it when there was the two guys that were like, Ha ha ha! Why don't we try to get there first? I was like, oh, they're all gonna die, huh? Dumb fucking college kids, yeah. Yeah. 
they're going to be legit dead. This isn't going to be fun in a minute here. No. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was just him like. So, um, Squid Game is a South Korean produced uh, TV show uh, for Netflix, though. So, and it is very clear from the get go that this show has Netflix money behind it. Um, that yeah, people who are in serious debt in South Korea uh, sign up for a death game and compete in that to win. Uh, I forget the exact U.S. Not that com- much money. It's like $40 million. <laughs> like, not nearly enough money to... Right. To actually... And, like, isn't... Want to participate in that. Fuck, isn't that a thing for, um... Oh, God, and I am terrible. I, I just don't remember a lot of these characters' names. Uh, but the uh, other finalist, that, like, his debt was actually more than, like, what the winnings from this would cover... No, they, it wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. It was something I think he said that. his debt was like $6 billion one. Right. So, and the winnings were four hundred or $42.6 billion one. Yeah. So, yeah, no. He'd, he'd absolutely have been covered and then a lot. Okay, okay. But, you know, that's like $6 million and that's, yeah, that's plenty. Right. That's, <laughs> that's plenty of that's debt. That's more debt than the average person can literally rack up. Yes. In, in society like mm-hmm. if i tried no one would give me no. six million dollars <laughs> to loan like it's literally impossible so yeah but uh fuck yeah i it where do you want to start with this ryan i don't know man it's uh it's an enjoyable ride what was your favorite game I guess favorites once again a bad. What what was the? It was probably the Marvel game, right? Was the like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> moment. No, that. And I knew that was coming. I knew structurally it, with this kind of narrative, there was going to be a moment where like, the gang has to break up. And uh, yeah, the Marvel game was that moment. But no, the game that I think was the most. Oh fuck! There's no good way to go about this. Was the uh, Glass Bridge game. Oh, yeah, he got really lucky with number 16. Right, yeah, and, like, oh, God, the moment where the one dude, who I think was number four, was, like, doing the math, and he was, like... Yeah, the okay. math teacher. <laughs> okay, so I have a one in 5,268 chance of getting across this. And then yeah. just Bolt was, yeah. There's there's literally no point in continuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the, he was the math teacher from the last one he was trying to recruit uh Gihun's yeah favor before he then went to be with the old man oh, fuck it. I... yeah the the glass bridge was pretty it's pretty fucked up yeah also yeah Songwoo totally like didn't need to push him right there and then like they did that whole thing where they were like oh no there's o- there's only a little bit of time push time it was like no bro like go go you know <laughs> So that was that was kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, kind of lame. Kind of lame of Song Wu <laughs> after he literally murdered Ali, who was my fucking favorite character. Oh, such a fucking just a sweetheart. Ali was the only one who actually seemed like he deserved the money and was in this due to like no fault of the, his own at all. Mm-hmm. Like he was literally just taken advantage of. Right. 
for trying to like come to another country to provide for his family. Like yeah. there was there was no fault. He didn't do anything to hurt anyone. Fuck. Uh, it, yep. So uh. Yeah, there was that. Uh that was fucking real sad. Uh I think I don't know about you, but for me, yeah, probably most of the tears came from the old man. So then it felt weird with the ending where it was like, <laughs> oh wait, boy, I really felt bad for him and that whole experience but now <laughs> now man i really wish you would have been killed oh that was fuck that that just <sighs> and they sell it so well they sell it so well in the marvel episode where it, he, he he's just gone he he's disassociating full dementia not aware of what's going on anymore and fuck like I mean, they already had the twist of, like, he was faking it, you know? So it was, like, then a double twist that not only was he faking it, but he was in on it from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and was basically just using it as another twisted test of Gi-Hoon, like, to see how far his humanity would go. Would he literally sacrifice himself for a dying old man? Like, because, yeah, Gi-Hoon is kind of in the right. He's got a lot more reasons to live than this old man who's kind of just like, look, I'm... I got a tumor. I don't really have a family or anything. Yeah. I'm just fucking doing this shit. I don't care. Like, yeah. Gihun is almost in the right because he can benefit a lot more people with the money than the old man. Well, but and then... At the same time, boy, it's fucking brutal and he starts taking advantage of him and lying to get his marbles. Yes, especially with the final reveal of, oh, this was just this rich maniac having a fun weekend pretending to be one of the poors it's yeah there's a lot of theories though because tug of war like would he have would do you think that he would have died or how how would tug of war have that's fair yes yeah. oh boy i it like tug of war is the one game that they couldn't have rescued him from mm-hmm. like there was the moment in the 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 meta game where they all started killing each other at night yeah where he's like climbing up and he's literally like basically appealing to his employees, like to the uh, what the front man mm-hmm. to say like, "I'm scared. Stop all of this. You must stop this." And that's like a he's not talking to I, the pores. Yeah, he's talking to the front man, and the front man then says, "All right, stop the game." Like, you know, like so. I, that's the but the only game that they really couldn't have rescued him from is tug of war. Like, right. They're, they're apparently in the red light, green light, he didn't even have a target. So, like, he was, even if he would have moved, he would have been fine in that one. Like, Oh, know. I'm going to have to rewatch that to see if, like, it didn't highlight yeah, him. Apparently, or, apparently okay. they didn't highlight him, huh. even though everyone else was highlighted. Um, yeah, his appeal to everyone stopped that one game. Uh, the, the food game, like, they just wouldn't have shot him. No. You know, they could have just been like, all right, you're good to go. Uh, you know. I, oh God. Mar- marbles yeah we saw what happened with marbles they just didn't yeah, shoot them. yeah. like um do you think uh fuck i'm because in my head i've been referring referring to the main character as uh four five six do you think four five six is a childhood friend like full-on knew what the game was uh what the uh cookie game was ahead of time and just like didn't yeah. tell people because he was that far ahead in thinking of this competition that was the first, yeah that was the first hint that song Wu was like nah he'll he'll let people die if it means mm-hmm. better chance at that money yeah yeah and, and yeah i was like you i was like i don't think 
like, look, maybe he had an idea, but he didn't really know. But, like, yeah, I think he knew the umbrella's a fucking yep. rough shape and you should probably go simpler with it. Like, do you think circle would be easier or star? That's my question. Because, like, between, I don't know. Circle, it's the round, the perfectly round edge, I feel like would actually be kind of hard. Obviously, triangle's the easy one. Like, just literally three straight lines. Yeah. Could pretty easily break that you almost wouldn't even have to like carve it like but you have so much time you might as well like i don't know uh i'm gonna go with circle because i think if you're playing that game straight none of the licking the cracker none of the burning the needle you're just you're just doing circles the entire time to carve through that whereas star you have to be a little there are a lot more breaking points on that sure yeah yeah that's fair it's it's, it's definitely an interesting one. I, but yeah, he definitely knew there. And, you know, mm-hmm. then he was in a team game. So he had to play cool on the tug of war. Although he was immediately uh, a dick about it. And, like, rightfully. Like, it proved out that him being like, no, we need a bunch of strong guys on our team was the correct reaction. But he didn't know that going into it. So, yeah, dick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the games that he, like, uh, Gihun was talking about like he was talking about like oh there's some games that like maybe women would be better at and it could be those games I don't know what those games are but yeah at least for American games if they say pair up into teams of 10 mm-hmm. like you're gonna be better off getting right a bunch of dudes like yeah as bad as it is like big team games yeah it's gonna be almost universally men are gonna have the advantage mm-hmm. so yeah hmm. I will say the games I went with I think were pretty broadly culturally approachable or at the very least like there was no definitely not the honeycomb one i was like, what the you think the shit? Oh, okay well i i don't know i think <laughs> i mean yeah i under i understood the concept but like not even a close to a bell was rung like even with squid game you could compare it to like red rover or something right. like there's just no comparison to like making sure the edges don't break and that you get a perfect shape of your honeycomb candy treat like there's just nothing in american culture you never did that, that of close <laughs> you never tried to eat a pop tart into the shape of a gun <laughs> <laughs> but not as like a game oh, like, okay okay like, that's do, otherwise you lose yeah yeah no it's it's definitely fair how did how did you feel about the twist because i feel like some people are split and that there's there's definitely some people that aren't as big on episode nine and thought that it was a bit of a eh ending the twist that like the old man was in on it that he was running the show that it that was fine for me and i think Mm -hmm. it just yeah man like we can dig deep into like what the show is about but i think it's pretty surface level actually that this is just hey no capitalism is fucking terrible and rich people suck and that yeah, no, the fact that I understand why it undercuts some of the like narrative weight of previous episodes, but the fact that one who was previously one of the most likable characters on the show just because he didn't have the capability to be awesome because of his condition, uh, to be awful because of his condition was just a cynical rich old person was I good for me because yeah, man, that's 
That's what capitalism fucking does, actually. It makes those at the top of it disassociate so much from reality that they're like, I need to make myself not rich temporarily to feel something again, but I am not just going to give away my money. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with, like, Gihun's arc. Like, they weren't super up on Gihun's arc of, like, oh, you know, then he just became a recluse mm-hmm. for a while and then, you know, was willing to let that homeless guy potentially die instead of just saving him yep. himself, like, for the sake of gambling, mm-hmm. which he was already, like, a gambling addict and everything like that. No, and, I, then he, and then he had the chance to go and be a good father mm-hmm. and decides to, no, I, sucked back in. Gihun is a good dad to everyone but his own kid. Yeah. Uh like oh god that that first episode man like it the first and second episode every interaction he has with his daughter where she is 10 but aware of how much he sucks already is just really good yeah going after the fucking crane game animal there's no way you can't just buy a stuffed animal no, for like, way what cheaper you... than using a crane game. The point of the crane game is the fun. Yeah. Like, you're having fun trying to get the prize. If you're just looking for a prize, you can definitely just buy it. Like, I... it's going to be a quarter of the price, and you can get a good one instead of a gun lighter. How oh, she calls him out for still smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, God. Really good. Um, Can we talk about the fucking white people? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know uh. I know you don't like it. I know you hate it. But I think it works. I think the fact that these are But it wasn't a choice, Lucas. <sighs> Maybe. It was shitty craftsmanship. Like <laughs> That's the point. That's why I'm not happy with it. Is I guarantee they were not like, let's write them shittily and have <laughs> shitty actors play them. Like that that was not their intention. They just didn't do a good job. Which, fair. We never do that in Hollywood. Right. Like, we always cast people who can, like, barely speak the language or have, like, really weird accents or, yeah, like, just use the wrong mm-hmm. kind of, like, type of language for different phrases so it breaks the, like, uncanny valley for native speakers. But, yeah, they were fucking real bad, man. Like, so, like, sure, I'm not si- like. I'm not saying I hate the show because of them, but like at the same time, I can acknowledge that it was bad. Like in that it really took me out of an otherwise remarkably compelling narrative with unbelievable acting. Like I, it worked for me. It worked for me. You keep saying it worked though. That wasn't their intention. I they didn't intend on having them be bad. Like that's, that wasn't the point. So worked is like, it just, you liked it. You liked the fact that it was bad. I like the fact really that worked. it was bad. I like the fact that these rich people suck. These rich people... They didn't are... suck, though. They also, like, were just... That, like, clearly Australian, by the way. <laughs> like, you could, like, they were putting on an okay American accent at points, but a lot of times it would break, and it was like, no, these are Australians. Like, I don't know. Well, it was just... It was bad. It, was, it wasn't that they were bad. Obviously, they had to be over-the-top rich assholes. That's the whole point. That's what they were going. That's what they were intending. Oh, okay. But, like, they weren't over the... They, did, they didn't, like, hire... Because, obviously, like, what American actor... Like, big-name American actor who knows what they're doing is going to fly to South Korea in the middle of a pandemic right. 
to film, you know, for a week or whatever. I like, even and it wasn't and someone with the cachet to go like, dude, this writing fucking sucks. I, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, no, I, it, it, this doesn't make sense. This line right here, like you're call, I'm calling him a scumbag. Like that's not the type of insult you'd use. Like, no, it's just uh, wrong. What was the line that just had me cackling? I think it was the okay. It was the exchange where one of them was like, "Well, why did you pick 69?" And the Texan guy is like, "Well, it's such a beautiful number." And then one of them just. <laughs> You dirty dog! <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's really bad. Dude. <laughs> there was also a lot of it was clearly like off-screen ADR. Like, yeah. they, there'd always be like three people chiming in, and then the last one would be like clearly in a different location, like also adding their two cents, which wasn't funnier than any of the. I don't know, mm. man. It was it was bad. Like, it wasn't executed well. But fair enough. Like, yeah. we never execute other cultures well either when we make our stuff. So it definitely didn't ruin the show for me. But it was like, all right, let's get past these people. Let's get back to the real characters that are actually good and well-performed and well-written. I, I don't know. I think I would go to bat to say that the fact that these obscenely wealthy people aren't written like real people... Or they don't feel like real people on screen by circumstance, by the nature of the production. I think that worked for what the message of this show ultimately is. But um, shouldn't the old man have also been? But no, the old man was one of the most human characters in the entire show. Like when he was putting that's on what an I'm saying. act, but it wasn't yeah. intentional. Yeah, you think that people that are so disassociated from reality, blah 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 blah, blah can put on a very very good act of being like a remarkably human person with unbelievable connection like to both reality and their situation like nah man he's drawing on real experience because he's a human at the end of the day like he's that's the poignant part is where he's like i used to come home from work and my son would be playing in the yard and i'd hide so that i could watch them like with unbridled joy on their face like that's that's gonna be real that's not yeah that's not something a rich, disassociated uh, cynic can just make up. Like, mm-hmm. you know. I, well, maybe he's, like, reached the other end of it. Maybe he's, like, so far around now that he's like, oh, God, I've become something that I despise and, and not happy anymore. But I, uh, we're, we're getting into semantics on that. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on uh, for Squid Game is uh, the detective's storyline. Like, him mm. behind the scenes trying to dismantle all of that. Uh, it... That wasn't definitely the highlight of the show for me, but I understand why in this genre you need that storyline of somebody trying to uncover what's going on in the secret organization that could not exist in the real world. I thought it was really important for characterization of uh, the red people, like yes. of the soldiers. Yeah. Like I thought understanding where they're coming from, understanding their hierarchy, understanding like, yeah, mm-hmm. some of the random shit that they get up to secretly behind the scenes like that's that was the important part of his story arc i'm sure he'll have a big role in season two as well with gihun like seeking revenge and everything like that but oh do you think he's still alive oh fucking 100 percent. okay kidding me not not a doubt in my mind that he is dead or that he's alive there's zero chance that he's dead it there's only one other person that they hid the on-screen death of and it was the old man yeah Shocker, he's not dead. Like, oh, God, they got Everyone him. else happened on screen. 
they got intense with some of those deaths. Like, yeah. God, the religious guy, I think it just zoomed in on his skull, literally cracked open after that fu- fucking hell. Yeah, the fucking the, the um, North Korean girl's friend in the Marvel game, mm-hmm. just like collapsing onto her knees and like falling flat on her face after like seeing blood splatter against the wall. Yeah, it was fucking... Yeah. They didn't pull punches, so there's no reason that they would have with this guy if they didn't intend on him Mm -hmm. just living. Because also, yeah, like, his story arc doesn't make as much sense if he dies right there. Right. So to have him... He's kind of a loose end, for sure. So... Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And the thing with his brother also lends a lot of... Yeah. Oh, I... Like credence to that story of like who the fuck is this guy i I, and and it leads to a bunch of like moral questions like does he just really like the games like was he mm -hmm. just he he played them he was like oh oh this is like my thing because he's got enough money to just do whatever he wants he doesn't need to work as the front man for this organization he's just doing it like because he either really likes it or he was like recruited because he was that good at the game you know like he just dominated everyone i i i put my money on him just being a big time libertarian him being like (laughs) oh no yeah i am all about creating the situation where meritocracy and fairness is actually like can be a real thing that'd be my can't like yeah as, as with all meritocracy like it falls apart it doesn't it can't be executed upon properly i oh man um if I had any criticisms, I wish that the mafia guy like had just a little more depth to him, where he wasn't just a heel like entirely. Um, and then that I uh, it. <sighs> what did the show want to say about the woman who kept jumping in between teams? Like I, she's yeah, just meant to be a human. I get, that, yeah. that seems like what the director was going for is he just really wanted everyone to be someone that you've met yeah. in everyday life. And yeah, no, she's absolutely everyone has met right. someone like that. I, she's just an unbalanced person who thinks that the world revolves around them I, and will do anything to try to bend the world to their will. Fuck. And yeah, make a lot of a lot of shit happen. God, if I haven't if I haven't been in that situation where like yeah, you didn't. You don't have a partner for this event, but also you've kind of done this to yourself. Like it, yeah. Yeah, the the very the like public freak out, like holding people socially hostage mm-hmm. by being so unruly that like people have to pay attention to you. Yeah, that's that's very fucking real. But look, she she took what she learned from the tug of war game and fucking killed the. The big bad, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. <sighs> I think I'll do it. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 159 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, which will either be titled Spell Check is Causing Problems or I Don't Even Like Skyrim. One of those two. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Uh, email us for questions, business opportunities, viewing at gmail.com. Support us on Patreon and join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Sensual Richard Nixon. Or support us directly through the Anchor Podcast platform. Um, 
Active link in the description if you want to help a collection of great progressive causes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at D2 underscore podcast for updates and follow me at Lucas Dreider on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Have a great everything. 